Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I am well, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we enjoyed some great wine this weekend, courtesy of you and Chrissy. Very, very delicious. Which, um, which one was it? Um, it was so. The thing that's annoying is like these vineyards are like these people's names, and I'm like, what, what's that yeah. name again? But the bottle's over there in the corner in the kitchen. So when I yeah. when we're done with the show, send I'll me a picture. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's it's it, this is good stuff. Very, very, very quality. Thank you again. Wonderful, wonderful. You are welcome, um, David. The the Pacers trade um, for Pascal Siakam went down, and you know we talked about it a bit last week. You wrote about it. Um, there's excitement around there. A lot of people forward to what it could mean this season. Right now, two games is no sample size, so whatever. Um, lost their two games, but um, because you watch games differently than the average person watches games. You're seeing things you like, um, and it's tied to what I liked about the trade, which was they didn't really give up a lot of their young or any of their young, really good guys to get Pascal, which means they can be good now and good into the future. So what did, what, did, what have you liked about what you've seen uh, from the Pacers with the addition of Pascal Siakam? Well, last night they lost a really a super entertaining game at Phoenix. They did not have a good game against Portland the game before. Tyrese Halliburton came back for that game, but uh, he was coming off a hamstring issue mm-hmm. that kept him out of last night's game yep. uh, and was not very good. And yet I think he had like 21 and 17 with no turnovers. He's fucking phenomenal. Offensively, he's just a joke. But uh, uh, you could tell he wasn't kind of like he kind of had a rhythm and everything. And um, they had some other injuries, too, that kept guys out. And last night, I thought they played really well. Um, there's a couple of things that excite me about their team. They don't know what they're doing yet with Siakam. That's going to come. He's much better in the paint than what they're used to. They'll figure that out. I think Like they, pro- they probably have had a half practice since if he got that. there. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, because they, they had one day off in between Portland and Phoenix, so they probably got in the gym for a few minutes, but... Like they're they're flying down the court, getting shots up, and he's just getting positioned to seal inside and even look for him. They will. Like I don't think they're a selfish team at all. Um, Miles Turner fits in great next to him. He wants to just shoot threes anyway. He he went six of ten against Portland. He wasn't as good last night. Um, he he he's going to be a plus defender for them. He's been okay. I think he's been good, not great. He needs to be great. I think he can be. Uh, and uh, it just gives them with Nesmith and Nemhard came back last night. Nemhard's defense on Booker was maybe the best I've ever – definitely the best I've ever seen him do, the, maybe the best I've ever seen Booker be guarded. I think Booker might have been 9 for 24. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all Andrew by mm-hmm. any stretch. But um, he really was terrific against them. And so they've got all these moving pieces that I think will coalesce. But what really intrigues me is Matherin is struggling. He's had his, he had his worst game of the season the, in Portland, mm-hmm. against Portland. I think he's upset that he's not going to get to be the second best player in that team. I don't think he ever was going to be, but I think in his mind, he probably thought he was. So I don't know that he'll keep him and that they, maybe they can get him a late first for him, which would make the Siakam deal. And you have two number ones you lose. Um, But Jairus Walker Mm -hmm. is an interesting player because he's an undersized four. I think, I mean, I've had people tell me he's only like six, six. I think he's listed six, eight. He doesn't look six, eight to me. He plays six, eight. Mm -hmm. He was maybe the best, one of the best two players I saw in the G League this year, uh, man among boys, and he's a young guy, 20 years old, I think. Uh, he gives them uh, – and he's a Draymond Green type, shoots it better probably. We don't know yet for sure. Passes it. Uh, it's hard to say anyone plays like Draymond, but right. he's got a chance to be that. He's got an edge about him. 
uh, more athletic than Draymond was at that age. Uh, but here's what's cool. Rick Carlisle played him yesterday, last night, at the, as a three. Mm-hmm. Two games in a row as a three. And that's interesting. Yeah. Because if he can guard like that, now they got Wallace Walker at the three, Siakam four, Turner at five. With Nemhard probably as a starting two. I don't think Mathen will be that guy. Uh, and that's four defensive players around Tyrese who needs help around him defensively. Mm-hmm. With lots of offensive firepower. It won't be so much for this year because Jarris Walker has got to grow. But they have Aaron Nesmith, who's a very good 3 and D guy. When he buys into that role, sometimes he's a little thirsty, I think, as a scorer. Instead of just playing off those other guys. I watched their team last night go toe-to-toe with a very good Phoenix team without Tyrese. Without Isaiah Jackson, who I think is a valuable backup. Although Jalen Smith's also a valuable backup who also shoots well. Very good. They've got a lot of role players. TJ McConnell struggled. He's he's had two bad games in a row. He might just be in a wall and needs a, a break because yeah. he's played a decent amount. And like hasn't they all done do. That. <laughs> yeah, they all do for sure. I just, yeah, I looked it up. The Clippers lost six straight games when they got hardened. I, I talked to some people involved with that team, and they were panicking. And I, I did. I liked what I saw from them. Just needed they need to figure it out with James. Right, we're twenty four and seven cents. I believe twenty four and seven cents on a roll. And and we have we'll get into them later. I know. I like this Indiana team not so much for this year. They're still very young, mm-hmm. uh, in a few spots. Siakam's not young. Buddy's not young. Miles isn't young. But there's a lot of key players that are. And um, but going forward, if Jarris Walker can be their three, man, Buddy Hield might. I've heard he really likes it there. He's not going to get any money compared to what he once would would get. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Tyrese and and Nemhard really find him a lot. Siakam is a very willing, and he had seven assists last night. He's a very good playmaker. He'll get used to playing with Buddy, who's probably a much better shooter volume more than anyone he's ever played with before. Gerard, I'm telling you, the the, the Pacers who are two and two against Celtics, two and two Sixers, four and one against Milwaukee. Uh, next year, this time of year, when Jairus Walker's got some real experience, probably, I think he'll start at three next year. I don't know that. I just think it, yeah, I really like the, the way that team can grow. Um, they've got a lot of depth. They're, yeah. they're going to be a team to watch, I think. I, I think you're so right. I was watching that game last night as well. And what I like about them, and you know, I've, I've, as you know, in this pod, I've loved Indiana all year. I loved that they went to the tournament, in-season tournament finals, was hoping that they would win it. Um, you know, LeBron and the Lakers were really good in that game. Um, they have so much optionality, David, with those guys that you're talking about, with Jairus Walker, with Jalen Smith, with Isaiah Jackson, and they just need some seasoning, right? They need some development and some time, and, you know, things go well. They'll be very good. I loved what I saw defensively from the Nemhart combo with Walker and some of these guys. Look, I mean, you're talking about Kevin Durant. And Bradley. These are, like, the best offensive players in the world. But those guys were battling, and if this is a team that can guard – and then those guys, particularly those role guys, to your point, don't be like Neesmith and are not thirsty and just know how to play off and cut off those guys. Well, you, I mean, you're cooking with serious grease now. And they've got they've got a rookie from Belmont named Ben Shepard. I, yes. I thought he was like 6'5", but I'm told he's more like 6'6". He six, looked six, very seven. long last night, and he was getting up. Uh, people. He still doesn't know what he's doing, rookie, making a lot of mistakes. No. And, but he, he plays really hard. Mm-hmm. He, he Remember, when Grady Dick was the worst player in the NBA – I still thought he had a future because he plays super hard for a guy that's probably going to be a very good shooter with good size. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy might be the same thing. He was drafted much lower than Grady Dick, but uh, if he can end up being a shooter, as hard as he plays, 
and doesn't ever dribble the ball like Nesmith needs to play this way. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be a plus defender, plus shooter, you know, role player. That's very valuable. Mm-hmm. Hell, maybe he ends up being the starting two in a couple of years. If he outplays them hard, outshoots them, he's not the playmaker Nemhard is, but Tyrese needs to play against a pl- with a plus defender and a, and a plus shooter. Mm-hmm. So Nemhard's that guy now, I think. Uh, but maybe, maybe Ben Shepard could be that. We'll have to see. I just I like where they're going. Yeah. I think I think they should trade Matherin personally. Mm. I think he wants to be traded. He's not happy. It looks like right now that he knows he's not going to be the next Max guy on the team, <laughs> uh, which I never thought he would be, but I think he thought he would be. So yeah, I think uh, I think the Pacers. We got to keep an eye on them. Yeah. They, they might. They, they first of all they play Denver. They play Denver, Philly, Phoenix this week after just coming off a long yep. road trip. Like they might lose five in a row. Right. But just just mark my words. This is a team. That's to be to be uh, analyzed and, and studied going forward because they're going to be really good. No doubt. We love it. Carlisle's using the regular season to tinker and use it as a lab to figure out what he's got. You mentioned Jalen Smith. David and Phoenix kind of be kicking themselves right now, being like, damn, Jalen's really good. That guy can shoot it. He's long. He competes as well. And, you know, when you have a team like 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 Indiana does with the, with the surplus of these kinds of guys, that makes them in the years to come, ooh, we can move a couple of these guys to get – Whatever that thing is, once they've had some playoff success, that okay, this now locks us into long-term contending status if one of those younger guys isn't there. So it's going to put them in a very advantageous position. And and just to finish that thought, so if you're Buddy Heald, who has already been there now and been part of that culture, it's a very basketball-focused mm-hmm. culture, uh, you start wondering, all right, if I can make three years X in Indiana, three years X somewhere else, and the X is X plus somewhere else, mm-hmm. But I want to win a championship. I want to at least contend for mm-hmm. one. But this team is going to be really good for years to come. Yep. Now. yep. They've got enough good young players mm-hmm. and Tyrese and now Siakam. Mm-hmm. Which, that's why I think it was such a smart move by the Pacers. You you assume they have a deal in place. We don't really know right. until you see it. You better mm-hmm. because now you've got a very stable force, a two-way player that plays the right way. He doesn't care if Tyrese is right. the man, whatever. Right. He got, he'll have the ball in his hands more and more. Uh, I think he has that maybe 12, 13 assists in two games as a f- power forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you start getting a Buddy heel type to say, you know what, I see my role off the bench. Like last night, they lost just because Buddy can't guard anybody. Right. On Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He's trying. He he is competing. I'm very happy with uh, the, I see Phoenix hunted him for sure. They were like, get the ball on, on Buddy's guy and go at him. Every <laughs> possession was attack Buddy, attack Buddy, attack Buddy. And um, and so you won't finish games with him. But during the course of a, of a game mm-hmm. – He's going to get the ball in his hands a bunch. Oh, yeah. And I think he'll like it there better. And all of a sudden, Indy, Indy keeps a good free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. I think you're right. And you love uh, uh, the importance of bench guys who can come off the bench and score. And Buddy's like water, man. That dude, he can stroke it. And that's so valuable in the postseason. So, so, so valuable. And um, he gets the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah, Martin and Halliburton really look for him. and he, He's not going to get that everywhere. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that's right. Indiana folks, listen, we like him. Keep, keep your eyes on him. Uh, team they played, David, the Phoenix Suns, dare I say, have started to turn a corner. Um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned James Harden when the Clippers got him. They lost five straight, I believe. Um, and they were not right. And remember, the sky was falling and you said somebody internally was panicking um, with Phoenix. I mean, those three dudes have now this is like in this winning streak. They've played together. Now, this might have been their sixth or seventh game where they played together. That's not a lot. It takes as good as these guys are in terms of how smart they are basketball IQ-wise. You still need to learn how to play with each other. And I feel like people 
They think this is NBA 2K. Oh, I'm just going to trade this guy and trade this guy, and then we're just awesome. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, can you talk about how difficult it is to meld a group of players together who are super smart and not selfish? It's not about that, but learning how to play with one another. Yeah, if I, I'm not a musician. Unfortunately, I have less talent than that than <laughs> maybe ever in, the, ever in the history of the planet, but I do appreciate it. Uh, if you take some really incredible musicians who have never played four together and, and put them together, play with each other together, put them all in a room, uh, they're likely to play good music. There's not another musician trying to beat them up. They're just playing. But give them a year, six months, three months, they'll play better. Mm-hmm. They'll get a feel for each other, when to come in hard, when to go soft a little bit, whatever. I mean, basketball is jazz. It's the same thing. You, you, aren't, you aren't just dealing with new systems and, uh, and a feel for – uh, when, the, when is this guy going to get the ball here? When does he want to get the ball there? Uh, uh, just when do I cut? When does he cut screening angles? All those things. But that to me is obvious. Here's what's not so obvious. It's the, these guys mostly don't want to be seen as prima donnas. They don't want to be seen as ball hogs. They don't want all the oxygen in the room. They're the opposite of, of those kinds of people. They've been great for a reason. They understand to pl- how to play the Wii game. And, uh, you know, some guys, and I'm just, I'm not making fun of Cam Thomas because, you know, I've been a fan, mm-hmm. but Cam Thomas probably gets traded somewhere and doesn't affect the thing. Mm-hmm. He, he's just not at that level yet. Maybe right. one day when you get to a certain level, you, you have a feel for not wanting to be the loudest voice in the room all the time, especially when you're the new guy. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a comfort zone of, cause you want to be a good human being. You want to be decent. You want to be seen as decent. Uh, I, I haven't watched OG in, um, New York much. But he isn't the type to take a lot of shots anyway. But Siakam is a primary ball handler. And he's got to kind of get a feel for it. He doesn't want to be seen as, oh, we got this fucking flamethrower. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as Harden in L.A. Yeah. The, yeah. the last thing James Harden wanted to be is seen as someone who's just say, fuck you guys. Right. Westbrook. You know? <laughs> right. And, uh, and Kawhi and, and Paul, Paul George. George. Yep. No. Like, hey, I'm a team guy. And, and so it happened with, you know, Henry and I were together at ESPN when LeBron got to, to play with D. Wade mm-hmm. and Chris Bosh. And they were 500 to start the year, and people were saying fire and spell, whatever. And I was, you know, we were doing Troop TV even back then, and I was writing as well. Like, no, these guys are bending over backwards to try to take care of each other. They don't know how to do it yet. Just give them time. Mm-hmm. Dwayne is the one who ultimately said, all right, it's your show. He said that right. out loud. Right. And I thought that he would say that, which is why I thought LeBron went there to begin with. So, yeah, it just takes a bit to get a feel for, oh, if I take this shot, they're not all going to think I'm a selfish pig. You know, I can just mm-hmm. be myself uh, because I'm conscious, I'm mindful of not being that guy and they'll see that. Yeah. Yeah. Takes no, a bit. Absolutely. And, and Phoenix has really turned it around. Five straight, as I mentioned, 10 of their last 13. Uh, you put in the document, David, uh, they were 13th and 16th in offensive and defensive rating um, since Thanksgiving and 9th and 14th in those same categories in 2024. Moving up. So they're they're moving, moving up. up. And I think for them, David, Beal looks better too. Beal looks Beal a looks lot better. better. I mean, look, he's coming off a of back. He had, to get him, he had to get himself right first of all physically, and that takes a little while playing. And then on top it of that, it was his back. Mm-hmm. So then, that means you can't even get reps working on your game. Correct. Your back. You're and then on nothing. top of that, all the things that David just mentioned about: Do I take the shot here? What is it? Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's going to take more than seven games, right? It's going to. This is why, in a way. They're probably happy the season's 82 games long, right? Because then they're like, well, we have a runway that we can really work through some things. Yeah. As opposed to it being a short season, they'd be screwed. Um, but that, I, that fourth quarter lineup, when well, Nurk fouled out, but if Durant, Durant is the five, five mm-hmm. 
which he's done there a couple yep, games. Like we saw against Sacramento. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's problematic for a lot of opponents. It is. They're, they're very he's good. He's really competing. He, he, I know you love him. Defensively, he's, he's, he's really competing. really locking. I mean, at 40 he, last night, offense with him doesn't even – I don't even worry about that anymore. No, like, no. I mean, I never worried about it. But, like, when he's locked no. in on the defensive end of the floor, I'm like, okay, I know something's cooking now. He's starting to feel good about them. They're starting to feel good about each other. David, I think their starting five is fine. Grayson Allen's been excellent for them. Nurk, even though he's got his issues, he's a rebounding, like, passing, yeah. like – very good. Their problem to me, David, is after that top five, I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't, they, I don't they, love anything. They'll be on that shopping bench. for someone. Yeah. They're going to try to get someone. Boy, I imagine they have Bruce Brown. I don't know if they can do it, but yeah, oh, that Bruce would help Brown. them tremendously. Yeah, he would help them a lot. He would help a lot of contenders. Yeah. Uh, there was a play late in the game where he and Siakam were going at each other mm-hmm. all game. They didn't guard each other all game long. Uh, uh, Pascal actually started off on Booker, and um, but he, they guarded each other late a lot, and they're. Near half courts, uh, Kevin Durant's trying to break him down. Siakam pokes the ball mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. And then as Durant goes to dive for it, Siakam goes to dive for mm-hmm. it. Uh, the ball goes across half yep. court. I thought it was a violation. Mm-hmm. They didn't call it. I haven't looked at the last two-minute report. It might have been the last two minutes. I think the refs messed up. But I just thought, man, that's that's almost 14 feet of bodies diving <laughs> on the ground for a loose ball in freaking January. That. Yeah. That, that was encouraging to me for both teams. Yes. These guys want to win. They, they were do. competitive. They're they're clapping. I saw Pascal on the bench and mm-hmm. clapping and talking. I didn't see that much in Toronto. Uh, they both both those guys are playing with joy, and I mm-hmm. think surrounded with joyful people. And uh, and so for Phoenix, when Durant's you know playing like that, uh, uh, Beal so much better than he was to start the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. They're, they they have the potential to be really tough to beat in seven games for in, sure. in a series. For sure, because yeah. the, that 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 lineup with those three guys presents a lot of problem. And Grayson Allen, by the way, leading the league in three point shooting. I mean, yeah, he's getting great. so many. Yes, wide open, we know, but he's also with confidence. And he's not just a. Kevin said this after the Sacramento game. You know. People think of Grayson as just a 3 and D wing, but he's showing he can do a lot more. He's like, well, maybe he can't post up. He's got to come to my academy to learn how to do that. But otherwise, like – He said that? Yeah. He can, he's a good basketball player. He he's he's very a little smart. slow on defense, but he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He had a big three for them last night off like a uh, weird situation. The ball kind of got mm-hmm. loose. It found him. He nailed it. That was a, one of the biggest shots of the game. Yeah, and he doesn't want to get traded either. He's talking he's, about Yeah, he said it. I love it here. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, who, who would who'd want to get traded from there? Yeah. <laughs> when you're a player like him. Right. You're going to get your open shots. People are going to try to guard those other three dudes. And mm-hmm. and uh, you got to play hard. But he, he, that was never his problem. Yeah, he hard. does. He, he he competes. And, yeah, he's kind of shedding a little bit of that, like, dirty player uh, rep that he had. Which, yeah, I th- haven't thought in a while. Uh, justifiably so, right? He did. There were some things For that sure. he did that were well warranted. Yeah. You're like, what's up with this guy? But he's seeming to mature in that way, as David always says, right? Doesn't mean you can't grow up. Um, right. So good, good right. for them. Yeah, they got to make a trade, though, for sure, because um, that bench needs help. And, you know, the thing I worry about with them, as I do with the Clippers, so Durant was great last night, but played almost 40 minutes, might have even played 40 last night. They have a back-to-back tonight at home against Chicago, and I'm just like, the problem is, they know they need reps and rhythm, so they're going to play. But the me, the science, me, me be like, mm, maybe sit him that game. That's a lot of minutes, and you're going back to back. Because we're at that stage of the season now, David. I talked about it on our call where you can see it in the players. I'm sure you noticed it much earlier. They're, they need they need break. They're, they're dead. They, they're they're hitting that point. Yeah, about, about a week into January, I started seeing a, a real uh, deteriorating signs in most of the players I was watching yeah. that play a lot. Like, they're – the level of play is leveled off mm-hmm. or dropped. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the All Star Game should come in early January. Yeah, they, these guys need a break, and um, you know, unfortunately, I'm I'm just gonna start looking monitor those soft tissue, those hamstring, those yeah. muscle injuries. Pay attention now because yeah. the wear and tear is gonna yeah. start start getting to getting to these guys. Um, all right, David, let's actually take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, I pulled up the EPMs, um, top 15 players. And it's like, I just basically call it EPMs All-NBA Squad because 15 guys. I'm like, <laughs> if you just use EPM, these 15 guys on the list should be All-NBA. Um, does anything, does anyone, first of all, on that top 15 list surprise you or does the order of anyone surprise you on that list? Um, I have to look right now. Yep. Yeah. Not, I mean, I don't think that, uh, uh, people see a Donovan. I've all, I've seen him that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might've been Damian Lillard maybe surprises me, mm-hmm. uh, does, does surprise mm-hmm. me, but he's mm-hmm. been playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Derek White doesn't surprise me. In fact, I want to tell you a cute story. <laughs> I was talking to a player this weekend who uh, uh, is interviewing for a two-way spot, meaning literally he's got a, he's a great player. I think he's a very talented young player. He's got to meet with the management coaching staff of the team. And I was kind of prepping a little bit. The agents asked me to talk to him, prepping a little bit for the meeting, uh, on-court kind of stuff. And um, and I, I mentioned, I don't know, something along the lines of how, how much, you know, you – want to be able to play like guys like Drew Holiday and Derek White mm-hmm. who play the right way. Their teams win games, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of players don't love that. They want to be compared to the guys who lead the league in scoring. Well, actually, really quick before you continue that story, I remember you telling us a story that there was a player you helped and you, in the draft and you said, Drew Holiday, and they actually got offended with you. And you're like, well, why? Drew Holiday's been great. Like, I can't remember who yeah. it was. Um, no, but, it was it was Tyrese Maxey who was okay. offended when I said Kyle Lowry. Ah, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. He, not anymore, probably. Right. And Maxey's fantastic. Um, but this player, who's twenty-one, maybe said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, that's those are my guys, like Drew Holiday, Derek White. They play the right way. They really defend." And so, like he he gets it. This young guy gets it. Uh, Derek White is just. He's phenomenal. He's fantastic. He's definitely an all-star level player. Yes. There's no question yes. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the running for top 15 in the league. The all-star is top 24. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he'll get it. Well, right, that, right. But mm-hmm. he's he's he, he just it's always about winning possessions. Win possessions. However, you can help your team win possessions 
in the role that your team needs to do that you really bring value and, and build value. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I thought that, um, I think Donovan's the one guy that if you ask the average person, who are the, t- who are the team, who's playing great, you might get Derek White from someone who watches the game mm-hmm. because Boston's so good. Right. Yes. But, um, uh, Donovan Mitchell is, is a phenomenal talent. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I've been since his rookie season. Yeah. Donovan right now is eighth in, uh, in, in EPM. Let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. He's right behind Kawhi. Uh, one thing, things I noticed Kawhi and Paul George, both in the top 15, um, in EPM. That's a very, very good sign. Um, what surprised me is someone who's not in the top 15, David, not even in the top 20. D- D- Dame is 15th. Dame is right at, right at 15. No, Tatum. Oh, t- well, yes. Tatum. Yes. But Derek White's so high up. So that's, that's good. Right. Um, is Steph Curry. Um, by all accounts, we assume he's still playing well. And if you look at the raw box stats, he is, right? Still shooting great, all that. But the impact on winning that um, that we normally see, he's normally really up there, like top five, top eight, whatever, not even the top 20. And the part that's dragging him down because offensively is really good is the defense. Defensive metrics are down. And that's not just him individually. It's the whole team across the board. And you know, that's, I mean, look, you know, they're dealing with a tragedy uh, with the death of their assistant coach. We talked about it um, last Thursday, but, you know, yeah. this is, uh, you know, I think we, it's, as you've always said about LeBron, foolish to throw great uh, dirt upon his grave early, right? But, you know, this is, this is a team that we think it, the, the end is here, right? And they got to do some serious retooling and figuring out what they're going to do because it's un- highly unlikely that they turn this season around and become a playoff, t- playoff team. I mean, I have an article already published suggesting they should trade Steph Curry. Um, and uh, and we have another one coming, mm-hmm. maybe even this week, basically saying that, you know, the dynasty is over. Right? They're just, this is, you're just hoping. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no uh, evidence to suggest this team's going to make any kind of run again. Um, and so, therefore, it makes, it kind of, to me, it makes no sense to just keep them together. Right. To just lose collectively too many games that's just sad but they got to pay Draymond all that money mm-hmm. Wiggins so is owed a lot of money uh Clay is off off I think it's done after this year so yep. that would be mm-hmm. that, that helps a little bit um yeah but still it's Tatum not being in there yep. is something because mm-hmm. he's been in there before oh for sure yeah yeah and they're we'll get to them too they're playing great oh I mean still. listen that so it's still working fine and I wonder too, right? Because I know what EPM adjusts for, and we were going to have Steve already on today, but he's uh, sick, so get well soon, Steve. Um, EPM takes into account who your teammates are and who you share the floor with when it's when when it's doing its metrics. But I wonder because I often see some minutes where Tatum is not playing with the, the the main guys, right? And so I'm wondering, like, is that dragging him down a little bit? Like, there's all these little factors that I wonder, like, what what causes the numbers to drag below. What yeah. we're seeing with our eyes is like when I when I watch him, he's looking like he's doing all the things, and they're winning possessions when he's on the floor. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see to see all that. Uh, Laurie Markin, of course, also in the top fifteen. No surprise there. Amazing. I wonder. I mean, we talked about this a little bit. I wonder what Danny's going to do. I'm really curious. Is he going to accept an? I, I I feel like knowing Danny, yeah, if you blow me away with an offer, sure. But short of that, nope, not doing it. That, that's my guess is what he's probably going to do. Well, I I would argue this. What you're not you're not what you're saying isn't wrong. I would argue the opposite, which is um, I'm going to use all these picks that we have and and go get some really good players next to Lori right now because they might go ten years easily easily can go ten years and not have a player as good as that's him. very true. 
he's that good of a player. Mm-hmm. So as much as I want to see him on a place like OKC, um, I'd love to see Utah uh, go ahead and, and get in the fray here. Mm-hmm. Join mm-hmm. the fray. You've got an all-NBA level player. Right. Um, that's why I love what the Pacers did. They yeah. got themselves an all-NBA level player to put next to Tyrese, an all-NBA player. And um, you, you don't get these guys often. When you get them, from mm-hmm. however you got them, in the case of the Pacers, they traded for both. Yep. case of Utah, they traded for Laurie. Great. Mm-hmm. Make some moves and 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 throw give you see if you can't win you know forty eight games this year and get into the fifties next year and beyond. No, I, I listen. I think they'd be dumb to do it. I think you're right. We do we do this thing where we fall in love with draft picks and draft capital, and I, I get it because draft capital and picks. Well, not you, but fans and the way yeah. that certain media yeah. talk about it. Right. It, it's it sells you the idea of hope, right? But again, it has to be realized. A pick means nothing. The two thousand thirty number one pick. I don't. Like, Great. Yes, that is a that has some value to it, but it has to be realized into something. That person may never be as good as Laurie Markin is right now, right? And right. odds are he probably the odds won't are. Be. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they've had two. Right. They've had three: Gobert, Donovan, and this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you got Laurie by training Donovan, so you couldn't mm-hmm. get them all together. But right. maybe you could have. Yeah, no ways to do it. Yeah. So it'll be curious to see what 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 Danny does there, um, David. A team we just talked about the Clippers and James Harden. I know one thing you liked about the you heard that he and Zubac are really working. So I, I found out that it wasn't just Zubac who was staying after practice. All all the bigs. all of them, and he was invited. And, and you know, when we watch sports and these guys are adults, and you think like, oh, it's get cynical, it's business, whatever. There is still that kid and team in in these guys oh my goodness and yes. so when they see three dudes working hey can i can i sure you can participate too like they're guys who want to get in there and, and, and do the stuff <laughs> if you want to see exactly what you're talking about on the screen watch what i did today the 22-0 run they finished the game with in in uh against home, brooklyn, against in LA. Mm-hmm. yeah and just watch terrence Mann on the bench because he was not in the game they went small mm-hmm. Uh, PG, mm-hmm. Kawhi, Russet Center, Westbrook, <laughs> yeah. Harden, mm-hmm. and Powell. And when Kawhi started cooking late, Terrence Mann was going absolutely crazy on the bench with his teammates. It was awesome to see. It's my favorite thing of the year now that I've seen. My <laughs> nice. favorite thing of the year <laughs> is the way they just sell. I mean, when Kawhi made his last three, which ended the game. Terrence Mann like was racing. I couldn't see what the teammate is just racing over there to celebrate. It was I, he knew he was watching twenty two zero runs don't happen. Yeah, in the especially the end games. Yeah, they literally pitched a shutout for five thirty three of the fourth quarter. Yes, the final five thirty three. I watched those final five minutes thirty three seconds. Now Brooklyn deserved a lot of blame, right, for helping for what them. they did, and mm-hmm. they missed some shots that normally they wouldn't miss. But they also did some bad things too. Uh, but they, it wasn't their fault. Kawhi just couldn't be guarded. He was just Correct. making crazy shots. Paul George did a big three in that stretch. Uh, both Westbrook and Harden made a great rebound, hit head passes. Immediately catch it, gone right away for buckets. That's good passing. Kawhi hit some big, big mm-hmm. shots too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was these were guys playing like they were in AAU again when they were in sixth grade. It's yeah. awesome to see. Right. I've seen my my son when he was a starter, but when he was on the bench, he he and one of his teammates who plays for the Gators now. They both, you know, my son's at Florida State, this kid's at Florida, and they both play on the team and. Um, but they had a different celebration for every team. All of our players but one could shoot threes. Right. So if they were both out, whoever made a three, Max and Ben, Bennett, who was valedictorian at one of the best schools in the state, very brilliant kid, 
Um, they had their own celebration for each one. <laughs> and it was hilarious to watch. I was on the bench, but I didn't always go to the games. Right. So I would catch the video of it. Because otherwise, I never paid attention. And they would they would do these funny celebrations. <laughs> one of them was like a, a Bennett would hike a football to Max, and he'd pretend to throw it to Bennett. He would score. He would call touchdown. <laughs> it was just hilarious stuff. And that's what the Clippers looked yeah. like last night during that run. Yeah. They were just having fun, man. Listen, you joy, right? You always talk about it. Like it's when you play that way, it just it energize everybody. Feels so good. And of course, winning. What an elixir that is, right? Like, they, they- but one lead, <laughs> one helps lead to the other. I agree. Uh, winning helps create joy, but mm-hmm. joy beforehand helps create winning. Correct. When Siakam was first introduced for the Pacers' first game in Portland, all the guys got to jump before the game. The pre-game warm-ups, you know, they announced starting five. They just mobbed him in the middle and jumped all over him. Had they won a game, maybe they'd have poured something on him. But, yeah, I mean, Siakam had a real genuine smile. There's, uh, it's, it's a game. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be – it's hard, 82 games. Correct. I, I talked to a player, young player, 21-year-old player, uh, the other day and uh, over the weekend, and I, he plays a lot. I asked him how he's doing, and you could hear in his voice, like, I'm all right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. My body's, you know, not perfect. I'm not fresh. Right. He said those words, I'm not fresh. Right. Now, in November, this guy was a puppy dog. <laughs> the season has already made him into a, a grown-up already. Yeah. Like, it wears you down. Yeah. Not to mention who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, uh, but it's great to be reminded when you do that, it's just easier to play that way for sure. And the Clippers, David, only two and a half games back of first place, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. And look, you know, again, when they traded for Harden, everybody's like, "Oh, this team, load management team. Those guys don't stay healthy. They lost six in a row. Sky's falling. Clippers stink." And I'm like, "Guys, we got a long season to go." Now look, and you talked about it on our call this morning. We're at the halfway point. What if the next 41 games I go 30 and 11? Or what if they go, you know, That's 29 and 11. I mean, yeah. they're going to – a ton of games. Look, they could be the one seed. And let me tell you right now, Clippers, the way they're playing with those dudes, like – and that includes Denver, who I love, and Jokic will be a, a problem, a huge problem. But that will not be some easy series for either team to, to advance if that indeed is what it is. is, what it is. Um because those are some dogs on both sides, and it'll it'll be a battle. High-level high basketball, we hope, and hope no one's injured and, and, and all that. <clears throat> and the Clippers will have an edge. Uh, Harden's got an edge. Paul's got an edge. Kawhi's got an edge. Oh, Kawhi always has an edge. Mm-hmm. It, Kawhi's like the Hulk. He's always angry. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line where the Avengers is. That's my secret, Tony. I'm always angry. Um, yeah, there's just a certain thing about him. But if you're thinking about who you play against, like, you know, Minnesota's not fun to play against because they're defense. Nope. But you're not afraid of them in the postseason. <laughs> yeah. Kawhi is a different level. He's just a different level. And, and by the way, Westbrook. Yeah. Defensively, yes, mm-hmm. swarming as a helper, Harden locking in on defense. Uh, we know about Paul George and Kawhi, right? Like, but Westbrook and Harden playing defense that way was good to see. Now Brooklyn did some stupid things, right? But those guys were competing for sure, competing. Yeah, they know they got a chance here. They have to feel yes. like, all right, they do. You know, we've gone through some stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, Russell was in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, he wasn't. He left. He was gone for L.A. before the Lakers. Made oh, yeah, yeah, run, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, he, he's got to feel like I'm, I'm in a great spot here. They all got to feel really he's, good. He's bought into his role. They got Tyler, who's great. And look, guys, they're doing this without Zubac right now, who's out. Um, yeah. So yeah. this is all valuable reps and stuff for them. Again, like the Suns, all you want for them is to be healthy come the postseason. That's the biggest thing. And then right. well, look out and watch that magic. Because you imagine a, a four left on just the Western Conference side alone. 
with the Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, and either OKC or Minnesota. That yeah. does, that's not a fun gauntlet to get through, my friends. Whoever's going to come out of that, come out of that one and represent the West. But uh, good things we're seeing over there. Um, and a 22-0 run, as David says. I, I was watching that. I was like, man, like you got, they're not, that's how you won the game. Because they were, they were down 22 zip and we won. Like, unbelievable. Great job. Yeah, they got like nine or 10 points. Yeah. yeah. Great, great job. Uh, we talked about Wemby last week, David, and how he's surging. Um, and I was just looking up some of his numbers. Uh, in the eight January games he's played, he's plus 22.9 in EPM, which is just absurd. Um, he's, you know, the transition, I think, to the league has probably gone about as well as they could hope for him individually. The team winning is a separate matter because they're just not, the other guys aren't very good. Um, but I just feel like, wow, this guy is special. Um, I like all things you, I mean, you said this and it's like for him, his trajectory is if this man stays healthy for the majority of his career, he will be one of the all time greats ever played this game. And you, I mean, you just see it. There's no, no two ways about it. The question is, where will he be doing that? It won't be in San Antonio. Will be somewhere else because right now, I like Devin Vassell. I like some guys they have, but for the most part, the rest of that team, I'm like, meh. I don't know who's a winning player on this team besides this dude. Yeah, they've got. I think Devin is. Um, I like Trey Jones, but probably not as a starter. I, I don't love Keldon Johnson. I like him. I don't love him. Right. Um, so hand we're out. Have on. a center yet? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't, have a, they don't have a player next to Wemby yet. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know I'm close to a guy yep. named Don Barlow. I like Dom next to him, but they've not ever played them together. Dom's backed him up. Zach Collins isn't the answer as a backup. But Wemby has been – yeah, he, he just can't make threes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's almost at 33% for the year now. Mm-hmm. But um, Which is good because uh, in the 20s. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know what he is for the season. Maybe I looked up last 15 games, he's at 32.6. I don't remember. That's yeah. the number I, I keep thinking of. Is that what he is for the year? He's, he's 31% right now. Uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, in, in January. Let me see what he is for the okay. year. It might still be below 30. Uh, that's 29.6. So he's, he's like just yeah. right at, th- oh, just below 30. He wants to be a shooter. Uh, he just isn't. And I thought he was going to be. I was wrong. He's not. Uh, he's an amazing basketball player on both ends. Defensively, he, he won't win DPOY this year in part because the team is terrible, mm-hmm. but he might be the best, best defense. In the next 10 years, he's likely to be the best defensive player. If Draymond dominated for a stretch, it was, it was Draymond, then Rudy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Victor going forward. Yeah. And, and he can really score offensively. And, and when he gets the shot down, which I think he will, yeah, what are you going to do? I was just going to really ask you about tough. that. Do you think it, the shot looks mechanically fine to me, I think. But you, okay, you, not you, great. You have the eyes that would know that better. Yeah. Not great. There's some things he's got to do. It's a lot of moving parts there. He's so big. <laughs> but you can get it. You can eventually figure it out. Uh, I, I imagine he'll spend a lot of time with it. But competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wants to really wants to win. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very interested in winning mm-hmm. and um, plays that way. Yeah. He does, he, he's earned the moniker of the best prospect I've ever seen. No, yeah. yeah. And I talked about it last week. He's, his EPMs have shot up, right? Chet was dominating. In the rookie he's giving race. Chet a run, and now he's like, I mean, Chet's Chet's dropping, you know. And it's look, it it's this is the NBA. They said it's hard, right? Like the yeah. idea that Chet was going to come in from day one and maintain that level for eighty two games. Yeah, no rookie does that. Like right. you gotta right. you gotta learn. And you know he's he's in the middle of a wall. That. Very few players. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's. I mean, every night you you turn on a game, and I'm like, God. And I know you you do this because you have players that text you all the time. 
okay, coach, on the road trip, I'm guarding Kawhi, Dev, Kevin Durant, this person, that person. And you're just like, murderers row. Like, I mean, good luck. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it, right? Like, it's hard. I had I had a player in this last uh, ten days or so playing Phoenix, and I thought he was going to guard Durant. And about two hours for the game, he texted, uh, "I'm guarding Booker." Yeah, I mean, they're very different yes. people to guard. Still, both very difficult. It's tough to guard them. Beal too, tough to guard those guys. Yeah, and you can't touch them. You can't oh, yeah. even look at them. That's it. Yeah. Can't look at them cross-eyed. My call foul. My call technical foul for that. Especially you young guys, you're probably like if you're if you're talking to a young guy, d- tie your hands behind your back. Don't. Yeah, you Don't. can't touch him. Man, you can't touch him. Yeah, simple as that. Can't do it. Uh, the all-star returns came in, uh, the, the third return on the fan vote. And for those of you familiar, fans vote the starters in. Um, and then uh, the coaches fill out the rest of the rosters. And I was just looking at the, the returns. And it's everything that you would expect that the, the popular people who are known, and also they're popular for a reason because they're also very good at basketball, are the people who are leading in the starting votes. But I also thought, you know, there might be some people who are deserving All-Stars, but may not. They certainly won't get the fan vote to start. And depending on who the coach is, they may or may not get in. We talked about Derek White already. Um, Right now, David, Derek is one, two, three, four. He is seventh among guards in the East in terms of voting. Behind Tyrese, Trey Young, Dame, Donovan, Maxie, and Jalen Brunson. And I would argue the only person I would have above him is Tyrese Halliburton. Nobody else. Like, Derek White's been that good to me as a guard. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, you could argue, because of his scoring ability. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I As you know, and we talked about before the show, I don't follow that kind of stuff. I don't know who's popular. I know who's good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, normally the fans are way off, but, they're you know, Trey Young might make it, and, he, and he's amazing, by right. the way. Well, and also, we should add, Trey Hurt right now um, uh, in concussion right. protocol, so... However long that lasts, I I, I don't know. Um, I was also looking at the at the the West, David, and we talked about Steph Curry not being in the top fifteen in EPM. However, he is uh, right now the number two guard starter behind Luca. And look, Steph, Steph, and he's great. But uh, to me, that's an S- that's SGA spot. Like SGA should be the starting West West Coast backcourt player. Well, they play. Well, SGA can play the three too. Except they have them as guard. How do they that, do that? That's they. they oh, have, oh, yep, that's, oh, that's I the, didn't even know they have you on positions. Yeah, front court guard, back forward, court. center. No, no, front court, backcourt. Three front court players and two backcourt back players. Yeah. Okay. So SGA can't start. No, because he won't. Yeah. He, he won't overcome Steph. And I'm like, you know, look. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. He's he's going to be an all star. But, he's going to be at the game. And he's going right. to play a lot. But I mean, you know, he could he, be MVP for sure. I mean, right? The guy might be MVP, and he's not starting the All Star game. It's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched it a long time. It's the worst game. Correct. It's not, I not a just, game. I, I don't know. I don't know how you can fix it because no, they're just not guarding. Yeah, and that's just not for people like me. It's not fun at all. And to watch, look, know. to be fair, like the. Uh, it's a weekend they probably because uh, you have a week off that most of them would prefer to just have the week off right if they, if they had their druthers it'd be like can i just have the week off and i go on vacation with my family or whatever it is that the non-all-stars do right yeah. like 100%. as opposed to being in whatever city you got to do all these promotional events and you'll be this, in indiana right and this that and the third and it's like i you know listen it's an honor they all they all say the right thing because they're they know what to do. And yeah, there's a bunch of parties and whatever. Right. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm not going to be at the game. You'll, you'll, you'll be, be partying somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. You're going to U2 at the Sphere. You will yeah, have an amazing gonna... time watching U2 at the yeah. Sphere again. As yeah. I've said a million times on this show, one of the great stadium rock bands like ever. It's going to be yeah. such a good show. You're going to have a good time with that. Yeah, I was just looking at guys who you know may not make it. Jalen Williams of the 
or the Thunder, he's got. A, I think he has a viable case to be a starter, For sure, or not a starter, For sure sorry, he does. an All Star, um, as an All Star. Yeah, yeah. Do you, does Chet make it? Do Chet? Do Chet or Wemby make it? Like, you know, who are the centers? Who? Are, so who's the leading center vote getter? So, so, they, so they do it by front court. So the leading front court vote getters are oh. members, three front court players: LeBron, of course. LeBron, Jokic, and Durant. He's incredible, by the way, this year again. Yeah, well, listen, that guy. Listen, he might play till he's fifty, for all I know. Like at the, unbelievable, at this rate. unbelievable. Um, yeah, those. So LeBron, Jokic, Durant. Those are your three front court starters. No, no doubt that's going to happen. Then you go after that. AD. All right, okay. Then now, once we get up, Shangun. He's been playing well this year. He's a front court guy. Chet Wemby. Do we? You know, it's it's. Hey, Gerard, I don't mean to change the subject. Yeah. We'll stay on the All-Star subject, but I do have a question. You made me think of this mm. just now when you were talking about this. Uh, why can't they do uh, uh, like international versus America? I would love it. You, you might get them to guard. I would love it. So they used to you they, might. I, I, they do that. I think they still do it. What they used to call the rookie sophomore game, which is now the rising stars, whatever. I think they do team yeah. world versus team USA. I, I don't know if they still do it. Uh, but they they did they did, they did used to do that. That's how they that's how they broke it up. So all the USA guys versus everybody else who were young players would, would play. I mean, I don't know that you would get nationalistic pride for something like that. But I remember I may have told the story once. So you know, Udonis just got honored with mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he's in the he's in the jersey. He's mm-hmm. retired in Miami. The ring I watched this. Mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing. I remember going to his All Star appearance, which was rookie game, his rookie season, the Rising Stars game, mm-hmm. whatever it was, rookie sensation. And I had him all fired up <laughs> to fucking play. his super talent is just Playing harder hard. than everybody. Yeah. And I got him. We were in LA. My wife and I, I promised him if you make it, I'll go. So he made it. I didn't know it was going to be in LA. My wife and I flew out there and um, I talked to him the day before the game. I went to practice and we talked and I had him all fired up. And <laughs> I never watched that game before. Right. right. And um, I'm not sure that he did it for many years before that. And the and the game was just so embarrassing. It's worse than the All Star game. It's, yeah. I mean, there's it's just dunk yeah, fest. No one's doing anything. Alley-oops, and he all that. said to me, and, I mean, it was that game was mellow and Bosch and Way. Like that was his class because mm-hmm. he was undrafted the year before in 02. This was the 03 game uh, when he was a rookie. And after we went to dinner afterwards, and he said, um, "Like I'm so sorry, Coach, but <laughs> yeah, I basically would look like an asshole if I played hard. <laughs> like no one was having yeah. it." And yeah. I said, "No, I thought of the same thing. That's just nothing's changed. Yeah. But if you, whatever you can do to introduce some, kind of, I don't want them to play at all, just because chance for injury, right? Exactly. But at least it's better to watch than that. Coach. Yeah, it's listen. All star is going to be a thing that it's not going away, right? It is. It is a necess- It's a necessity for the league and how they sell its broad its broadcast rights, right? So, and I think TNT gets the game again this year, and then all the all the festivities. Look, as a kid, I used to love the dunk contest, three point, all that. Like it was fun. Um, now I don't, you know, unless I'm there for like work purposes, going like. It, it it's what it is they, they they could they wouldn't hurt themselves nba to innovate and think differently about how do we revamp that weekend and make this something that you know is more enjoyable and a more better tv product um, i think people still care about the three-point contest and all that listen you're not going to get the best guys at dunk just for whatever reason it is what it is maybe get rid of it do some do something else maybe do a one-on-one tournament i don't know like some something something some good three on three things they could do. There's also instead of the three point contest is to me very boring. I don't watch any of it. But if you put them through the kind of skill stuff that people like me do, right. we have some really cool shooting games. Really cool shooting games. You got to make uh, two in the right corner, then three on the wing, mm-hmm. then two at the top, 
And if you miss one, you go back mm -hmm. one spot. If you miss two in a row, you go back two things. There's all sorts of cool games you can play that we, people like us have to figure out just to keep these guys challenged. Mm -hmm. There's the game, how many threes can you take before you miss two in a row? Like, what? how can you do shooting from 28 feet and 38 feet, 25 feet, 35 feet, back and forth? Mm -hmm. That's a Rick Carlisle thing. Like, there's some fun things yeah. they can do. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's more game realistic. Mm -hmm. the, there's the, the racks, whatever. I right. think it's all stupid. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we'll see if they revamp that over time. Look, we got the in-season tournament. We know that's going to be around for a while, and they're going to iterate that. I'd love to see them do some tweaks uh, to All-Star as well. Uh, the Celtics, David, um, you were looking up some some great stats on them. Um, in the last 15 games, uh, second in threes attempted, eighth in three-point percentage, sixth in free throw attempts, fourth in free throw makes, fourth in turnovers, tenth in offensive rebound, 20th in assists. Uh, tell me about that. So the 20th assist I put in there because they're they're creating their own shots. Mm, individual. Shooting a lot of threes and they're making a lot of threes and they're getting a lot of free throws and they're making a lot of free throws because of individual talent playing well together. And in the postseason, when teams defend your best stuff mm -hmm. better, they've got five defensive players on defense and they've got the ability to create those shots without having to do much. So... So and and I also wrote in there as you saw, they're first in offense now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. second in defense. Yep. So add them together, that's three, and yep. you want a lower number. Yep. The nearest competitor, if you add up offensive EPM and defensive EPM mm -hmm. rankings, is OKC with ten. Like they're blowing away everybody else. There's no one else that's like two and three and three and five. No, six and four. I think mm -hmm. is what the OKC mm -hmm. is. So this is right now Boston's ring to lose because they do look like they should be great in the playoffs too, yeah. with this way they play. I, I think you're right. Missoula's got a handle of this team now um, that he perhaps didn't have uh, a year ago because of the awkward circumstances by which he, <laughs> he was thrusted in, into the head roll. Um, I watched that game that they lost on Friday against Denver. I mean, Denver are the defending champs. Um, that was a great game. I just, I really liked how, Boston played, even though they lost uh, all those things you talked about, how those five guys like there's going to be a real problem in the postseason. I just see it. And it's not everyone's like, oh, the ball's going to Tatum and Brown. I'm like, it might. It might look Derek White, to your point, like he might be like, no, I'm, I'm cooking right now. I'm feeling pretty good. Like and he's he, he definitely is doing that some this year when he feels like he's got the best matchup mm -hmm. or if he's just got to you know, jumpstart the team, he'll play a bully ball himself. That's yeah. a bad boy. And it's and when they're all empowered like that, because you know, doing a lot on not a lot of teams, but on some teams, there's a unspoken or maybe spoken rule that oh, I got to get this ball, it's got to go to Tatum or whoever, whoever the alpha is on the team. Yeah, that don't seem to be how it works over there. Like, right, White's empowered. If he's I agree, good, he can do his thing. It's, which is you know, I think I think the chemistry is really good. Yeah, really good in Boston. And they, you know, again, assuming they're healthy it, it, and. That's a that's a really tough team to 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 really strategize against. Again, we talked about this earlier. Because they're defensive guys, they don't have to double much, if if at all. Which, you know, right. double teams are what causes problems, right? Like the more you watch this game, it's like, oh shit, someone's open somewhere else. We're screwed because now we're in scramble mode. I don't see the Celtics scramble a ton when I when I watch them play, which is probably pretty good for basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're a special team. All right, folks. Enjoy. We will see you on Thursday. Have a good one.